love for me has been one of the biggest solutions to when I am heavy, like just finding, and I'm not just talking a floaty love, I'm talking about like practicing love as a, as a human being, like finding out ways to love myself. And, um, and, 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 and in turn, and, and in turn, like that, that helps, me, allows me to love other people and love people that are different from me. If we don't believe the same thing, I still don't, you don't have to spew out hate to be against that person. Um, and, I th and I think it's a thing we gotta practice in these times to overcome these times. That's, that's how we rise above it is through practicing love. So that's why I wanted to talk about it and like talk about therapy, talk about mm -hmm. things that black men don't, they yeah. don't talk about sometimes. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now let's start the show. Right back in. Culture Shop Podcast. Okay, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Okay, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live. Cut the mic on, fist up right on, man, you have no idea Looking for that inspiration, man, we have that right here Yeah, we got that good word, just that culture shock for your ear Here with Courtney B, your girl named Tiffany We making history, your favorite podcast is on the net Turn this up, conversations about the culture that I bet that you love Just two beautiful black women pushing one black ass gold It's the culture shock podcast, it's about that time, now let's go Okay, we black, like we never live, like we never live Other people want it, and I ain't here to give it to them, but I'm just saying. But I'm just saying, let, let me know what we're doing, right. because sis can go where she's desired. That's the thing. Um, and it kind of goes into the whole Aisha Curry thing. Like, I don't care. Like, people want to feel desired. Indeed. People want to feel desired. And I don't, I don't think I could be with someone who did not make me feel Desire. Like, I'm not doing it. I've done it before, not doing it again. I had um, somebody I was in a relationship with, I, you know, had mentioned them, like, dang, like, you don't ever, you know, tell me this or, you know, like, oh, you know, tell me I'm cute or whatever. And their response was, well, I mean, you should already know that. I shouldn't have to tell you. Child, that is a sign to run for the hills. Goodbye, ho. It's, <laughs> when people try to make you feel like, um, it's it's all 100% insecurity. It's not that. No. I don't necessarily need your validation, but if you can't find a way to validate me, then you need to go so I can just stay here and validate myself. No. You're taking up or space. Get, get somebody who, you know. Right, is, so we can do that for each other. Yes, it's an exchange. Because, because I'm that way. Like, you know, I've, I've, I have conversations with, are we recording? Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> I might not use it though, but oh, no, it's fine. Okay. But um, I've had conversations with, you know, like my girlfriends, and you know, we talk about how like I am a flirter, like you know. So if it's something I really like, like I'm gonna tell you, fine. I'm gonna tell you all the time. I'm gonna stop B. you up with a biscuit. Like I'm gonna I mean, give you the eye from across the room when we're in a room full of people. Okay, like that's that's what I do, and then I expect all of that back. Exactly. Because you know, men 
men want to know that they desire too. They like, definitely need to be affirmed on a regular basis, just like we do. Just, that's what I was about to say. Just like us, because listen, just like I, like we said, let me go so somebody else can. If you're not feeling like this dude is desirable or you know hot, sexy, you know you want to love him down to the ground, I guarantee you, it's somebody out there that will. Hey. And you need to let him go find that, and you need to find somebody that you do feel that way about. Exactly. And be with them. Yeah. I like the way I feel because we're not doing no halfway love no more. Child. Not in the twenty nine not in the year two thousand and nineteen of our dear Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Right, because life is short. That. Uh in the whole scheme of things I always say you don't get to live very long and I don't wanna waste it not being loved. I'm no. too playful. Like I just I love to love up on people. That's not just in my romantic relationships, but like with my friends and family too. Yeah. And I just don't have time to be around an individual that I'm supposed to call like my lover or my friend who ain't homie lover friend. Okay. Who's okay. not being my homie, my lover, or, or my, my friend. friend. Because you you can't get love at Melanoche. What the hell can you get love? <laughs> it's funny because before you came in, I just said that. A gem. A gem. The gift that keeps. On giving. <laughs> What's up, y'all? We black like we never left. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. Get it together. Oh, my God. This is episode 61 of the Culture Shop Podcast. I feel like we've been gone so... It's been too long since you've been gone. Feels good when I'm with you. I miss you. Come back home. Come on, Faith Evans. With the OG bad boy. She is also the gift that keeps on giving because no matter what you think about her and Stevie J, she can sing. That's because they're Sophista Ratchet Ghetto Love. And I'm looking for my Sophista Ratchet Ghetto Love every day. Okay. Because all my life I had to fight. Ding. It's not that is my look. Okay, I you're excused. You're excused. You're excused because you got a new computer. I did. I had and to. I, I had to time. come on up. I had to come on up because the baristas. Oh, was uh-huh. that my phone too? Yes, that's your phone. Oh my god. Well, the barista was hating on me at Starbucks and spilled tea all in my laptop. See, I feel like Starbucks owed you like a whole brand new computer and they didn't want to give it to you. And that's why I don't support Starbucks. Actually, I they, stopped going to Starbucks way before that. But They they did. And they just gave me the, the cost of my computer, which I had a refurbished MacBook Air that was like six or seven years old. I'm still not with it. So, you know, they gave me the price of that. So, I just took that and applied it to... A new one. But it's Starbucks. They could have got... It's their fault. It is their fault. But if you knew the back and forth that I had to go to just to get that... That's true. I was not, you know, I was not dealing with Starbucks anymore. Okay. And I do still use the Starbucks Mm K-Cups. But that's because I can make it at home. And I'm, like, completely off of dairy creamer. So it's just like it's no point in me going to Starbucks because and I don't want to see your milk. point. Yeah, and I and it's, I don't. It gets expensive anyway. It gets expensive, and they don't have, you know, almond milk creamer. They can give you almond milk, but yeah. it's not. It's like you just pour milk in your coffee. It's just disgusting. Okay. So um, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is like two seconds from my house, so that's what I've been going. You like Dunkin's uh, better anyway, but I, I digress. The coffee is good. So. Since we've been, listen, I battled, I went back and forth about this. We missed so much while we were out. There's so much to be talked about. Um, I feel like we're going to cover them in topics more than just trying to do a full-on recap, okay? Um, But I do want to know 
your weekend in review. So what have you been up to? So I would have I already know what you did, but I want you to tell the people how amazing your weekend is because this would have been a good friend date. I'm counting, by the way, how many times. Listen, I'm trying to get it together so our listeners don't have to keep hearing this. You know what I'm saying? Because they can just count along with me for today. So my wait, because we really have two weekends. Okay. That went, Oh, like Mother's wanna, Day weekend. Yeah, so I want to talk about that first. Go ahead. So last weekend, uh, well, weekend before last, um, was actually the 250th birthday of Charlotte. Yes. And so um, my friend Leslie and I went uptown. They had a celebration that was called CLT Shout, Charlotte mm-hmm. Shout. And they basically transformed parts of Uptown Charlotte into like, you know, events and exhibits and um, they had concerts. Anthony Hamilton performed. Um, we saw the Hamiltons yeah. and black folks just go straight to church with everything. Everything. I mean, we out there. I mean, I felt like we was at church and we was drinking beer. Like, I'm like, this doesn't seem like this is supposed to be happening. <laughs> but um, we just had a really good time. Um, our favorite DJ was there. She had a set. DJ yeah, Fannie Mae. Mae. And um, the Harvey Cummins band played outside too they're good um and what i really one part that i really liked is over on this area that's called the green in uptown charlotte they had these big huge white rabbits i love those they were so nice i went there and it was sunset Mm -hmm. so eventually like it was night and they were shining so bright i think i got maybe two pictures because there were a lot of kids out there a lot of kids but it was so nice it was nice and did you notice the street the street signs that they had made Mm -hmm. and they had like edgar Allan poe they had alice walker Mm -hmm. it was just a really good it was a really good time i think after that it kind of like got rained out so i was glad that i went on thursday because that weekend it rained i know friday and saturday it rained um but i did that um Hung out with some friends. My friends Ashley, her birthday was last week, and she had a cookout. And then it was Mother's Day, and I hung out with family. So that was that weekend. Okay. What What about you? What did you do? So Mother's Day weekend, I think you know, as far as like our posts are concerned, you guys know I was coming off of the uh, Miley Till retreat. And just trying to, like, catch up on some rest. Unfortunately, I didn't get any, but it was for a good reason. So, you know, Mother's Day weekend usually coincides with um, graduation weekend. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, my cousin, Caitlin, graduated from A&T, although that's Woo-hoo. my rival. It is an HBCU. So I'm really proud about that. So got up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, left Charlotte, drove to Greensboro for that graduation Hung out, you know, eight after graduation, like a little graduation gathering. Drove to Raleigh. Drove to Clayton for a birthday party. Came back to Raleigh to go to sleep. Woke up Mother's Day. Spent Mother's Day um, morning hanging out with my fiance's mom. And then left there and drove to Sanford because y'all know I'm from the country and hung with my mom. And even though I was exhausted when I got back, it was so worth it just to be able to pack all of that love and that family time into what maybe 36 hours total dope and then of course you know i love game of thrones and so i had to stay up to watch that sidebar by the time you guys hear this episode the last official episode of game of thrones will have aired and i'm um sick to my stomach waiting to figure out what's gonna happen i i just want everybody to relax I can't. No, 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 no. Not a, 
I mean, I'm hype about what's going to happen, but everybody is like, they're going to start a petition. Like, we we are the viewers. Because they don't like the they don't like what has happened and I didn't they, either, but they you, right like what are you gonna do right. like we have our own idea and fanfare about what we would like to see happen right but that doesn't mean that that's what's gonna happen you know and I think that over the past season mm-hmm. even with like Jamie's so, him sort of like you know going through this redemption phase yeah. and, that's all nice. Okay, right. but we're talking about a show that you know Ned Stark got killed in the first season because the they Red did Wedding. not care about our feelings yeah, like, at all. I think that people have gotten caught up in this. You know, it's gonna turn out right, and good is gonna prevail, and this is the game. Keyword game. Well, this is the game of thrones. Can I just say this right quick about that statement in general? George R. R. Martin is a fan of Tolkien who wrote uh, Lord of the Rings, right? But he does or has had criticisms in the past about how, you know, there's a beginning, middle, and an end. You know, you stress the people out in the beginning and somehow it turns out okay in the end. He's had criticisms about that. So what about this about person, like not letting it go. Yeah, not letting it be all good and, all the time. And, and I so, think I said that before because he said out of his own mouth, mo- mostly everybody's going to get what they want at a price. At a so price. that should let you know that it's not going to be this buttercup ending like everybody was hoping. Exactly. But and that's even, not real life. And even, it's not. And <laughs> even not though I wanted one of the girls, one of the Stark children to kill Cersei, Sorry, spoilers, if you haven't seen it, shame If you, you. ain't seen it, and right. you're a true Game of Thrones fan, right. then I don't, you ain't really you, no fan. You ain't real. Because we all have seen it. But, um, but I do feel like there, her death was very poetic, number one. And two, it still was it fulfilled the prophecy. So Because the prophecy said that she was going to be killed by her a brother. Yeah, it's called something, by the vow... It's, it's something, but it means the younger sibling. The younger sibling, right. He, came, he She came first. She was the older twin. And ultimately, he led her down to, her to that area. Because granted, he didn't know that they weren't going to be able to escape. But he led her down there, and then the building collapsed. Mm-hmm. And it was a previous episode where I can't remember who was asking Jamie. Um but you know, like uh, they ask, you know, how do you want to die, whatever. And he said, "In, in the, the arms, arms of the woman, woman I, I love. love." Right. He did. You know, do I do I wish that Cersei would have died? Some. Um, I wanted her to have a Joffrey death. Some, some like you know, terrifying, disgusting, violent. You know, I I wish that. To be honest, I wish that the mountain would have done her. Like he did. What's the guy that he who we smashed into? Yeah. Yeah. Like I wanted Cersei to die something like that. Yeah. But. You know, when you think about it, she basically died of her own volition. Like, she did these things to herself. Yeah. She she was so dead set on, you know, the red keep has never fallen. And this yeah. is my... And, like, look where you died in there. Right this is there. what you wanted, and this is what's going to kill you. It, it all crumbled. It all fell down on her. I thought it was kind of funny. Like, after the mountain did do that, she just kind of scooted on past everybody like, excuse me. With the right, church finger like, excuse, excuse me. me. I'm going to let y'all handle this. Right. And I'm going to, you know, tip on out. I want no parts. Um, You know, but I I loved that. I loved how um, the hound basically told Arya, like, 
get it's out of here. It's it. not worth it. Go live your life. Like, get out of here. Revenge is not worth it. Because you will end up like me. And, I, and, you know, that whole relationship coming full circle, I thought was, um, I thought was good. Um, I like how basically, you know, John has always been like the, the more upstanding person. And I think now he realizes that he made a mistake. He made a mistake and now he's got to fix it. Now, how he's going to fix it or if he'll be able to fix it, I don't know. But, um, it, it, it's a problem and everybody was upset with Danny for going ape shit crazy, but it's been so many times in this show that she has said, I will burn it down. And she's always had somebody to be like, well, and her father, let's not do this. Right. You know, let's, you know, let's think about so it another way. So it's not beyond her. No. And, and it's not beyond her family. No. What do they say not. about when a Targaryen is born, they flip a coin? Yeah. And it's nothing more dangerous than a Targaryen all alone in the world. Right. And she had, she had her heart broken. That's why she really think, upset. Like, that's what it. really ticked her off. They killed her dad. Yeah. Her brother was basically prostituting and whoring her out. All right. Um... She had her babies, had the had the um the dragons. Oh, before that, she was pregnant. Lost the baby. Lost the baby. Baby, or did the baby? Did she have the baby? Baby died. I can't remember. Yes. Yes, baby died. She's gone through all of this to get back to where you know she is. She gets gets almost to Cersei or to King's Landing. Falls in love with John. Realize that John is her nephew. Right. Not that that matters to their family, because Targaryens marry each other. She was supposed to marry her brother, and her brother married her off to someone else to gain the army. But see, I think that it doesn't matter to the Targaryens. But deep down, John is a Stark. Right. That's so what I'm saying. Matters it matters to, to her, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it, vice versa. Yes. You know what I'm trying it to matters say. to John, but it don't. Because you can see he's kind of like recalling every time because yep. it's like you you're know, my eyes yeah because you know the Starks are like right family is family so that happened basically she feels like John betrayed her mm-hmm. Tyrion has betrayed her Lysande got killed oh yeah that was I mean girl. now and then another thing that really got me about Danny and I don't want to go on a tangent but as, you, as you, you can do. see we've we already love, started we, we love, love Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones but the moment where I knew that it was going to go bad the moment after the battle with the Night King, mm-hmm. when they were all sitting around and Arya had somebody, Sansa had somebody, mm-hmm. you know, John got her. She has no. And everybody that was loves praising her. John and yes. she was just alone. Alone. And um what's your boy? Who? His name starts with a V. He just died in the last episode. Varys. Varys. Varys peeped that. Yeah. He was side eyeing her like a mug. Yeah. And even when she got up to walk away, he stood up. And then, like, watch her. She walked away. I know you're supposed to do that for a queen anyway, but... But he was doing it because he knew that, you know... I only hate that he had to die because he, and I'm doing quotation marks in the air, betrayed her. And then Tyrion is the one who turned him in, and Tyrion turned around and betrayed her, too. So it's like, well, Varys could have still been here. Yep. I mean... And Varys was right. Yeah. And... I'm going to tell you when I knew that it was going to get bad. I didn't, Well, I didn't know that she was going to go to that extent. I did. But I, I felt like she had lost it. And it was subtle. But if you have watched this show, you know that normally whenever she says Dracarys, mm-hmm. it's like this. You know, when she said it, 
to Drogo Dr- for Barris. Barris. She was so calm. Like it was weird. Like she was just like Drogo's. Like n- void of all. Like like the mo- quiet before the yes. storm. Yes, and I was just like, well, damn. She said that kind of <laughs> right. She was very calm about this. So I knew right then. I was like, something. Danny done went off. Like yeah. something done went. Something's gone. I know she was mad because she figured out a whole new strategy on how to keep that dragon alive. Like when well, it was battle time, I was just like, saying, girl, nothing how you I blow, didn't say. How you blow a three dragon lead? Right? How? Yeah, three dragons. Right? How? How did you? How did this happen? Sis? I know this isn't gonna happen, but I wouldn't even mind seeing Tyrion on the throne at this point. I wouldn't mind seeing Tyrion, and I always say. I wouldn't mind seeing John, but John doesn't want it, and he's not good for that. John is too sweet. He is. He doesn't need that. I actually don't want to see John on the throne anymore. He doesn't make me mad. Look at how uh how wishy washy we are. Like as you know who I would love to be on the throne. Wait, wait, wait. Give me five options. Give me four people, and I'll tell you which one. And you're gonna pick out of those. Yes. Um. Okay. So Tyrion, Arya, Sansa, or Daenerys. Sansa. Yep. <laughs> yes. That would be crazy. Yep. But I'm going to tell you why I, I don't. I would love to see her on the throne. I'm going to tell you why I don't. Because she could not even take that little knife and protect herself and <laughs> nobody else in the crib. That thing pissed me off. But she won't need to. I don't care. She protecting No, I'm sorry. I at least know. I want to know I have a queen that will stick it to one or two people before we all have to go out. Like, she was hiding behind that crypt. And even before, whenever. Sansa is traumatized, though. You look at all Sansa's Everybody's been through, like, traumatized. Come on, she had to live with what's his name? What was his name? Reuben? No. What Where'd it? you get the name Reuben? It was something with R. What was his name? Um, you mean after she got back home? Yes, and the one that took over with the hounds, with the dogs, the crazy one that cut off um Theon's Theon's what? <laughs> I can't what remember. What was his name? His it was something name. with R, not Reuben, but it was something with R, I think. Um, he was a psycho. Dang, B, I don't that remember. That was the worst part. I felt so bad. And then she got was sitting there getting abused by Joffrey and humiliated. No, Sansa. And then she had to watch her daddy get beheaded. Sansa had been through a lot. Her and Daenerys, I feel like, have been through a lot. Ramsey was his Ramsey. name. Ramsey. I said Ruben. But <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey. I knew it was something with an R. Yeah, she went through all of that. Got raped. Oh, my God, no. Wait, so I've had this question, and I don't think that I thought enough about it, but um, who is she married to? Tyrion. Still. Yeah. Didn't she get married to Ramsay Bolton after Tyrion, or? Yeah, but how are you just going to marry her when she was already married to somebody? So she's still married. That was a whole sham. So she's still married to Tyrion. I always said, and then I'm going to let this go because I know we have to move on, but I wouldn't mind when I did see them in the crypt. I was like, I wouldn't mind seeing them together. Yeah. Like, you know, like real life is like that sometimes. Like you end up with somebody that you just didn't imagine you would end up with. And he was nice to her. And he was, and she told him, she said, you were the best one. And he said, that's a terrifying thought. (laughs) (laughs) But he's a kind person. He is. He's too hard on himself. So he's too hard on himself, and I thought that that last scene between him and Jamie, I thought that was really nice. Whenever he was like, you know, you you were the only one who didn't treat me like a monster. Yeah, you know, I love you, my brother, or whatever. I thought that was that was good. So I am excited for tonight um, because I just can't wait to see how they tie all this up. I wonder if 
like is brand gonna have any more significance like what's you know what's gonna happen i don't think so we'll see tonight i think brand was for basically for the whole night king situation Right, and now he just like, look, right. <laughs> I'm out. Right. Y'all got this. You're going to have to. So, anyway, that leads into, sorry, we went off on a tangent, but I think a lot of, most of, a lot of our listeners are also Game of Thrones fans, so they, they're still with us. Um, but then this past weekend, mm-hmm. what'd you get into? So, this past weekend, I basically took myself on a day-drinking date. And did not invite your girl. You know what, Tiffany? You know you I like so to busy. do the things. Courtney, Courtney be solo and Tiffany be busy. Okay? <sighs> Tiffany be busy. Okay. And but Courtney be solo. I think everybody would agree with me on this. It's still important to double check. And I was sitting there like, man, who could come over here and chill with me? So I don't have to sit by myself. You know I would have had you, girl. Yeah, you would have. At least you would have had a good time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I did yesterday. I got a lot done i'm Mm -hmm. trying to be a little bit more proactive trying to get some new things in place and then i'm done like i ain't doing that and it was new like (laughs) my brain it just has too many tabs open right um but that's really all i did this past week um i'm going out of town i'm probably going to south carolina tonight to hang out some okay um and that's pretty much it like i'm not doing too much this week or i have not done anything um this week i watched a really good movie which we're going to talk about um Mm -hmm. but pretty much that's it. What'd you do this weekend? So, most of this weekend was centered around a group of my friends who have actually been married for a decade, which is hard to believe because I was just in school the other day. Um, but my friends, Charlie and Devine, celebrated their 10-year anniversary earlier in the week, and so they had their vow renewal um, and did a, a wedding, which, you know, some people opt not to do a wedding on the front end, but to do one later on. And so they had a yard wedding, just, you know, got a new home, very beautiful. Um, we were all dressed in, well, the most of the girls were dressed in white. Mm-hmm. The guys were dressed in black. Um, and it was a yard wedding. Now, yesterday, it was blazing hip-hop and R&B. Ooh, it was 91 degrees. Okay. And I, I understand, like, <laughs> why? why it, girl. So, we did um, have, like, the reception on the inside, but it was really important to have to them to have it out in the yard very beautiful ceremony won't really go into detail um they did they planted a tree did like some unity stuff around that new tree so i think that's very symbolic because now they get to watch that grow and they have three children and you know the children participated in that as well so but it was in the morning which was good because if that wedding had been around three o'clock i feel like we would have melted i can put my hand on my air like is my air on? right like, why is it so hot in here but i got when i looked at my phone it was 91 degrees i was like oh right that's why it's so hot i got back here to the house like pretty relatively early and it was so hot in here i'm like i know the air conditioning works mm-hmm. so um but that's the extent of my weekend hung out with my family and now I get to see your beautiful face Yay. and talk to you wonderful people. And that's how I spent my weekend. Just waiting on um, Drogo. I know, I know. It's gonna see what be the a, aftermath is. It's going to be some stress going on tonight. But yep. after that, it'll be the the winter has come and has gone. Has come. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, the winter has come and gone. So, of course, we implemented this uh, segment a few weeks back called Say Word. 
And it's so funny because several people have approached me using the words that, yeah, from the show. I'm really excited about that. And much like the previous weeks, we definitely have a word for you this week. Have you or do you use the word pejorative? Never have. Okay. Well, pejorative is spelled P-E-J-A. I'm um, Mm J-O. Sorry. Can you spell it? I'm tripping. I was like, I'm not going to look. Um, P-E-J-O-R-A-T-I-V-E. Pejorative. And it means expressing contempt or disapproval. So, you scowled a little bit. Did you know? Mm-mm. Okay. You frowned. I did. You were thinking. I was. Okay. So, we're going to try our best to use the word pejorative in the episode And you guys listening at home, be sure to use the word pejorative consistently throughout the week. Okay? Okay. Okay. Expressing contempt or disapproval. So it comes with a derogatory connotation. Maybe that's why I scowled. (laughs) Because it's it's negative? Yeah. Okay. Next week, I'm going to find something positive. Yeah, find something happy. Okay. So... Good and good, bad and indifferent. I am tongue tied, Tiffany, all the time on this dang old show. Good Get it together. I'm trying, girl. My life is busy and I need a nap. Y'all understand. <laughs> so good, bad, or indifferent. Every week we tell you what's been going on in the world. We tell you how we feel about it. You do not have to agree. We don't always agree with one another, but that's what makes us amazing on this show. So B, yes, what's something that's affected you that's happened in the world girl so much the world is crazy out here it is and so is these anyway (laughs) um but one thing that i really enjoyed this past weekend is i mentioned the movie that i watched Uh uh-huh and it's a movie on netflix and it's called see you yesterday and it's produced by spike lee okay and um, it it's is newly produced. Newly produced. Okay. Yeah, it's a newer. It's a newer film. It just got released. I think maybe this month. Yeah. Um. Predominantly all black cast. I think it is. It is all black cast, and it's about these two teens in New York. I think they're in the Crown Heights area. I think I could be wrong, but anyway, um, it's it's very Afro futuristic these two teens they want to become scientists and so they're trying to develop um a time travel system and they've developed these backpacks that you know they're trying to get to allow for time travel and their goal is to be able to get into you know they mentioned Morehouse and Spelman and MIT and you know being on the front of the NASA Newsweekly so very um of the now highly afro futuristic like they the the main character is um a young girl her name is eden duncan smith and she's wearing this jumper and on the jumper you can see like um you know like hieroglyphics and like you know um african symbols so it's very like wakanda yes very like wakanda um and oh i'm intrigued it's so good you know i love sci-fi you know, I'm not gonna spoil too much, but I have to I have to point this out because it, it's a big deal. Um, so 
at the beginning of the movie, they're in school, and, you know, school's about to get out for the summer, and their teacher goes to dismiss school, and guess who their teacher is? I'm scared. Is it somebody I love? I don't know if you love them, but because of what the movie is about, they couldn't have got anybody else better to be their teacher. Oh, you got my wheels turning. Is it a man or a woman? It's a man. And he's not black. Courtney. You want me to tell you? Yes. Michael J. Fox. Yes, it is. <laughs> of course it is. Perfect. When I of saw him, I was like, is. oh, my God. Back That's to the future. That's so good. Yes. And, and you know he has, I think he has Parkinson's. Yes. Um... Uh, but it was just good. Oh, that's good. It was just good that they tied that together to have him in the film. I was like, oh god, that was perfect. Um, but you know, black folks can't ever just flourish. There is always some fuckery going on. Right. And the thing about the movie that really gets me is it is just a vivid, a vivid image of how black youth can never just be black youth right um and with with the time traveling you know it's always it never goes as as planned of course and there are some things that happen not not directly because of that initially but you know things happen and you're like okay let's go back and Try to fix, fix it. Fix it, right. Um, and you it can just, never do that. No, and it just gets really, it just gets really heavy. Yeah. And um, the 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 name of the movie comes from something that one of the characters says in the in the um, film, and I don't want to give it away because that'll give the whole plot away. Okay. But See You Yesterday is just a good film. It's black. It's produced by Spike Lee. They're all the people in the film besides Michael J. Fox I've never seen before. So they're all That's new good. young black actors and actresses. I always appreciate that. Give some other people yes. space. I've never seen these people before. Okay. So it's a good movie and now stream that. It's it my stream. It's gonna stress you out, but it is it is good to see these young you know, it's just like kinda like little hidden figures you know what I mean like they're and they're really really smart and and just it's a beautiful film it's it's it can be sad at points but it's a good film and I would just encourage everybody to watch it I like it um speaking of like movie slash television just needed to bring this up right quick so you saw that Lee Daniels and Steve Harvey are canceled so um, Lee Daniels had the show on Fox Empire, mm-hmm. which in the beginning I loved. Um, as time went on, and it really had nothing to do with the Jesse Smollett thing mm-hmm. uh, as to why it. I I don't feel it was uh, as unpopular as it had been, no. been in the beginning. It mm-hmm. had nothing to do with it. Although some people keep trying to bring that up as a factor, I'm like, that's not a factor. It just wasn't as good as it was in the beginning. But we experienced that with several different shows. Um, so that happened, and then Steve Harvey's show was on NBC. Mm-hmm. It was syndicated, and what five seasons? Five seasons, I think. After five seasons, he's no longer on there as well. So, just wanted to bring that up because, of course, in that conversation, people bring up Monique, 
And so some people are like, oh, well, she should have just kept her. She should still keep her mouth shut. But I looked at the video. I looked at part of the video where she was discussing it and given her position in oh, the world. Oh, did she mention something did. about him getting canceled? I think it was more so people were kept leaning on her to oh, respond. Okay. And and she did. And she was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not rejoicing basically in right. anybody's demise. Um, and that we need to stand, you know, with our brothers. I'm paraphrasing. But just standing, you know, with our people. Um, that we got to love our folks through it. And she was like, I know that some people are going to be like, well, Monique be on one side and then be on the other side. And I don't think it's that. I can say that somebody was wrong, but still want to support them when something negative happens to them. Right. And I think that's what Monique was trying to say. And things happen. Mm-hmm. Things happen to, to people all the time. I think that because Steve has been... And, you know, he's, he's, he's all... Steve Harvey happens to Steve Harvey. This the money game. Yeah, so, you know, I think... And then it gives people that ammunition and that, aha, like, they got you got too. You. Yeah, right. you know, um, which is is, un, is unfortunate. It like, is. I don't want anybody to lose out on their career options or their money or what have you. But Steve, Steve has said a lot of things and he's done a lot of things, so... Hey. And not just dealing with Monique, some no. other things. Some other things, um, but you know, people you, who go visit Trump on, on behalf of the blacks, right? And so it's just like, well, Steve, like you know, you've been you've been going through a lot. And then I I was reading where his wife's ex husband or boyfriend or whatever is like writing a tell all about everything that went down. So I'm just like, wait, say that again. Yeah, who? His wife's. Either her ex-husband or ex-boyfriend, I don't know if they were married or not. Okay. Is writing a tell-all. The one that uh, used to deal drugs? Yes. Yes. And it was like, as soon as that happened, as soon as that I heard about that, it was like, oh, Steve Harvey's canceled and this and that. And I'm just like, what's going on? Which I don't think that that has anything to do with it, but it's just like, all of these things. You oh, know what I mean? Was- like. It makes you think, like, what is is this a direct... Because I just feel like energy does not yeah, go anywhere. It's, it doesn't. So it's like, is this a direct response to the energy that you have been projecting? Mm-hmm. You know, is it just is it just coming back around? Because this is a lot at and, once. And you know what? I can totally understand when a person is... I'm not calling Steve Harvey stupid. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, like, in a place of ignorance where... The things that they say and do and how they respond to people in their situations are is totally based on how they were raised, you know, what they believe, um, what they were taught, where they live sometimes. But uh, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. You know what I just thought about? What you just thought about? And when it all, it all falls down. down. Speaking of people who go visit Trump. Didn't they have another child? Who? The the West people. What West people? Them West people. They had another child. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They had the West people. The clan. Girl, I ain't yes. talking, not the clan. You know who I'm talking If you listen to this show, you know exactly who I'm talking about, and you know why we don't name them, because I don't. They did have another baby, um, Psalm West, and it's a Psalm Mess, okay? You, like, you, you know, don't like that name. Because it's just, 
It's just them. It's them. And you it know is. what? All you have to do is just, you just got to shake your head and be like, come anything, on now. anything happens in Hollywood. I was, I was going to say, come on now. It's not them. It's, it's famous but people. It's, but it's them. It, it, it's them too. I, so I, I, I see a report. So on, you didn't like the name North? No, I, I, we talked about this. I didn't like, I like Saint. You like Saint. Saint is cute. I so Saint like, and Song? Now that is, that does sound kind of cute. Okay. See, when you think about it, I think you're thinking about it in the order in which But Northern Chicago is just ridiculous. <laughs> so if you met somebody else named Chicago, you'd be like... Yes, that's a stupid name. That is a dumb name. Well, what about Dakota? Dakota sounds like a name. Sounds like a person's name. Because you Dakota, know it as a name. Dallas. Because you know it as a name. Houston. Because you know it as a name. Georgia. Because you know yeah, it as no, a name. You're not going to. Well, name your child Chicago. I'm, I <laughs> will not. Visit I will not. Um, and but baby yeah, shot going to be one of your favorite, favorite babies. Cute, now that you say it like that. Thank but, you. You know. But I was. I did see a report where Jordan. I think her name is Jordan C. Or what. I don't know what her name is. Maybe uh-huh. Jordan Smith. I don't know. No. Not Jordan Smith. Yeah, I think her name is Jordan Smith. Mm-hmm. The one that Tristan Thompson had pregnant when he left Chloe. Uh-huh. Did you know that her and Tiger used to be married? <laughs> I said, Jesus, girl. What? They were married and they got it annulled after one month. That's what I'm like. That's that, that whole. That's why I said that is the epitome of Hollywood. Well, all that shit that be going on in that little circle. This kind of just goes back to the statement that I made when you said something about the fact that all of the people, with the exception of Michael J. Fox, on that movie are people that you've never seen. That's why I say give new people space because I feel like that group, that elite group of black people, is so small that they just operate based on generation as well, but. People who are in the same generation who are a part of that group, the group is so small that they just keep rotating amongst each other and probably on a regular basis don't commune with, not saying they don't commune with regular people, but don't get in relationships with, with the regular, commoners, with the commoners with the because, peasants. because like Kanye said that time, like when he got with his now wife, basically like, well, this is the first relationship that I've been in where I didn't have to, and I'm paraphrasing, supply my own gifts because he was the one with the money so then you marry same reason why we talked about this on the show how the poor are are staying poor now when back in the day you know you used to be able to come up because someone who had money would marry a woman who maybe doesn't have money but is a stay-at-home mom and then you become that middle class and the middle class is being depleted it's the same reason why all these famous people are rotating each other out because that's the circle that they move in and that they usually don't want to share their wealth, which that's relative because, yes, like we need money and having more money is nice because you get to do more things. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know, as I'm getting older, I don't necessarily consider that my wealth. But that's what's important to them. Let me ask you a question. Why is it that when a white woman or white women, they make it their business, their tradition to marry somebody that has more than them. But if a black woman says, I want to marry a man. They're a gold mo- digger. Yeah, like, why is that? What's the difference? You're really asking me? hmm Okay. So I can only speculate because I'm a black woman, right? Right. But I just think it goes back to that whole... 
like why would a why would a white woman be a gold digger when she could potentially get it from her own family like like that might be the perception Mm -hmm. that white people in general have more money have more wealth than black people and then also the value that society places on like white skin versus black skin it's like oh yeah like clearly if it's a black woman like she wants my wealth because she wants to come up in the world which is what might have truth to it in some instances but it also doesn't mean that the white woman is not the same they're way. not the same way it's just that there's a lot of value already placed on that individual so it's she deserves it. Mm, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. She, she deserves, deserves the wealth that we don't. Yes. It's funny because I, I, I can tell in my own space, I've started to talk about money more. And I definitely work and go to work every day, you know, but just starting the conversation about like, well, no, I want this or I, I need that or we need this. You know, and not being ashamed because there's been a lot of shame, even just growing up, like as a black, a young black female child, there's a lot of shame put on asking for what you need. Or wanting something. Yep. Like I was talking to this person, needless to say, thank God I ain't talking to her no more. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I mentioned like wanting to like gift myself a Rolex. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of, that is on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to buy myself a Rolex. And it was turned into this, well, you know, you don't really need all of that and blah, 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 blah. And why would you want that? Like, well, I guess, you know, if that's what you want. But I'd rather do X, Y, Z. First of all, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, I didn't say that I wanted you to buy me one. Mm-hmm. I said I was going to give myself one. And I just think that black people have this, bad habit of like when you aspire or want something that is you know can be perceived as materialistic or just just a want just like a a frivolous want this is just what I want it is it's like you're shamed because of it because like why would you want that when you can you know give money to the church or you know donate money to this and that it's like we deserve nice things too I I am in the world existing, I can I can aspire and want to have a nice thing for myself too. But if I was not black, it's like oh yeah, you know, because that's what they do. Right. Well, that's what we do too. Right. You want you got it, and I'm gonna get it. Okay. We we gonna be on the same. We all the playing fields level. Right. You want it, I want it. If you gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. So. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with with that. Like you know, you have men who want a motorcycle, mm-hmm. or they want to. Camaro or women, because I or want women. One. What is what's wrong with you wanting that? I don't care how much it costs. If that's what you want, you work, you spend your money on it. Get it, sis. As long as you're not in debt, you're good. As long as you're not in debt, but so that's another story. So right for Ooh. another day. So I I I've said this plenty of times with different subjects, but it all ties back into the fact that I understand why black people are that way towards black people because in their mind it still translates the same way like the value the value of skin that is not black is different than black skin because they deserve to have that but you don't right but they're not just saying that you don't they're also saying that them They they themselves do not and i'm just like what are you talking about right you know like i'm not gonna be guilted out of 
anything that I want. I don't care what it is. Like, that's fine that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's okay. But you don't dictate how I get to live and what I, what I feel and what I want. Based on your fears or feelings of inadequacy right. in response to the all, whiteness. All of your projections. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry, sir, like... I think you need to find you somebody that's basic. I believe the holistic. Y'all can live basic together. No, I believe the holistic hope should be that all of us gets to a point where we understand that we are deserving, just period, flatline, and that we stop listening to constructs who, you know, whether from the past or current, that teach us as a whole that we're not. Because if we can get to that point, then people will stop saying that to each other. Right. So, again, I don't think it's because people don't want you us or individuals to have it's just that our skin is different and therefore we must be different we are different we live i'm gonna talk about something that uh at the end of the show we're the best kind of different what (laughs) i was in listen black people had me in tears at work this week and i cannot wait to share why although i'm sure some uh, many of you have seen it um but anyway we started out talking about uh cinema and television shows but and you mentioned Kanye so brought up Kanye um did I mention Kanye or did you mention Kanye? no you started singing a Kanye song and then I brought him up first of all that's a Lauryn Hill song I mean mm-hmm. that he sampled but go ahead I was gonna say <laughs> but go ahead I was gonna say now that is from Lauryn Hill's Unplugged the mystery of iniquity I know <laughs> But I'm just saying, people know it as a Kanye song. Well, you need to know your samples. Do your Googles, okay? Do your Googles and learn your samples. Now, now, what was said, sis? What else is going on? And don't, be, and don't be flipping your hair I when you're talking to me. Flipping my hair <laughs> when I talk to everybody this week. Acting like Megan Girl, speaking of Megan's, Megan the Stallion came out with Fever. Her mixtape is dope. I haven't listened to all fourteen oh, songs. Oh, a mixtape? Yeah, I think. So. Oh, but I mean, if it's not a mixtape, y'all will keep me honest. What I do know is, um, I'm gonna be working out to Megan the Stallion for the next three months. For the next three months, with an F on the end and an S. <laughs> um, have you had a chance to listen to it yet? I haven't gotten all the way through, but I've okay. listened to some of it. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you what your favorites are, but... Um, Weak-ass bitch. Okay. And, Same. And cash it. Same. Those are my two favorites. Okay. Appreciate you being on the same yeah, the same girl, page. You know, I love I stand a ratchet queen now. <laughs> I Listen. stand one that can be ratchet when needed. Don't got to be all the time, but when it's needed and necessary, you got it. And I, of course, I have never met her, and I, I don't think you have either, uh-uh. right? Okay. But in her interview, she just seems like such a sweetheart. Yes. I mean, the energy just exudes through the interviews. Did we talk about that on the show, uh, the interviewer from down south who made the mistake of asking her about her mom the day before mother's day yeah so i did get a chance to watch that clip and i know people were dragging him but he was so sorry and uh but I, don't I know just, how he didn't know that what? i'm not i'm not even like i just recently like got into her mm-hmm. and i knew it you are how did you know because i think that matters 
when you go to do the research, like I think I it was feel from like, Twitter. Okay, so I feel like if he's not on Twitter all the time, like if if that's just not a media outlet that he really uses, if he's doing research on Megan and he goes to Google it, like now I feel like if we go Google it, of course it's gonna pop up because it was a thing. But before Mother's Day, I don't think that that's something. He had pages of notes on Megan. He did, but even if you're on Instagram, they were posting it. They were posting clips and videos because that's where I seen I seen I seen it both places. Mm-hmm. I seen what happened is I seen somebody talking about it on Twitter, and then once I got on Instagram, I actually saw videos because it was a video on Instagram of Megan in the booth. And whatever whatever she did, like the last the last word of her bar, it didn't she didn't do it right. And her mom was like, That last part didn't land right. You need to do that over. Like and so then I started looking like, oh man, like her mom was with her all the time. So I just don't understand how if not even to say that you're researching Megan. Not because I don't research Megan, but if you're like us, we have a podcast. Right. I, I may, even though even though there's things that I don't want to know, you make it. Your I make it my business see. to look every once in a while to see what's going on, or if I see a lot of people talking about something, I'll go try to see is this something important or is this something that I need to know. So I don't understand how in this day and age, not saying that it wasn't a mistake because you could, yeah. it was a mistake. I understand why but people how were upset. You don't if this is your lane, right. how didn't you know this? So I think I, there's a disconnect for me and what you just said because. You were talking about like the video on Instagram of her not doing it right and then her mother saying something, but connect it for me on how you knew based on that video because her mom was obviously in that video mm-hmm. or her voice was in the video or whatever that she passed away or was it posted because she had passed it away in, in the caption? I didn't even know anything. Let me tell you, I didn't know that her her mama was cool until her mama passed. Right. And then I started seeing it and I was like, oh, because like I said, I'm not a... I haven't been following her like uh-huh. that. So I knew of her mom because her mom passed. Mm-hmm. And so I seen people saying something about her mom passed on Twitter. So then when I got on Instagram, that's where I found out that they were tight like they were, that she used to be a rapper, that her mom had a brain tumor or something. I found all like that's why I'm not I'm not saying that it's not a mistake, but how do you not know that? I'm doing the shoulder shrug because I, I, I mean I don't know and I understand why people. It's not like nobody wasn't gonna say anything to him about it. Cool, but man, like people were coming for his head, for his job, and I'm just like, that's enough. Like he was very apologetic. That is not something that he was trying to be no, messy he, on or I doing know he anything. Felt terrible about it. Ter- still to this her, day, her face was just like. I mean, she I even grabbed so, her chest. I felt that, so bad for her. Me too. Because she seems to put on. A strong face. A strong face, because mm-hmm. clearly we know you just, you just lost your mama, right? And now you are elevating, and she's not here to see in it, the in the yeah in the flesh with you. I mean, she's here, but she's not here to she's not tangible for you to touch and talk to, and you know see these things with you. Yeah. That's got to hurt. Yeah, that has got to hurt. So I just felt really bad for her in that moment. Um, and I don't think it was intentional, but this is that's just a lesson to. Those of us who will interview someone or, you know, that's your job to interview. You better make sure that you, know if you're going to you know. ask about it. You, you kind of know the response already. And, or you know the answer. Yes. Let me just say this, though. Everyone who has ever been someone who consistently interviews, whether on TV or radio, 
has done this, has made, made a, a huge, not just a mistake, a big mistake somewhere in their career. If you do it long enough, it will happen to you. The age of social media highlights everything. Oh, yeah. So just, you know, keep that in mind. Um, but, yeah, Megan's mother has ascended, and I, you know, definitely have been thinking about her. You don't have to know a person to have compassion for what they might be going through. Right. So, um, and of course, you know, um, Nipsey Hussle, somebody else who has ascended, uh, the video for hire came out at midnight, Thursday night slash Friday morning. I didn't get a chance to watch it until Friday morning, but I loved it. I thought it was going to be tough for me to watch. Thought it was beautiful. I could not stop watching it. I watched over and over again. I really like the song. It's on the album, um, DJ Khaled's new album, Father of Assad. And it's DJ Khaled, Nipsey, and John Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually makes a reference in the song to one of my favorite John Legend songs. Nipsey's grandmother is in there. And I was just saying, like, when I listened to the song, I don't know how I missed this, but I didn't realize that his grandmother had had his uncle and then almost consecutively for 10 years had miscarriages over and over again until his mother was born. And that all, that speaks a lot to like lineage and how amazing it is that those of us who are living, those of you who are listening to this show are even here. Mm-hmm. Like, think about what it takes to even get a human being here. Right. From conception to, you know, coming through the birth canal or, you know, by C-section and then like surviving to a certain age. That's crazy. But anyway, I digress. The video was great. The visuals were great. I like Father of Assad thus far. I think maybe there are two songs that I haven't heard yet. And I like the way that he's doing it. Friday was lit because he released the songs on a schedule so it was like at one o'clock this is coming out and it's star studded at seven o'clock this is coming out no, on I saturday this is it was so it's so I just got up good saturday morning and played it oh yeah <laughs> it was an event that. b i missed all of that yeah i missed all of that how it, did i miss all of that i don't know but it's it was an event fashion in the way that you would have loved it so well that's good that kind of reminds me of good of good fridays remember good music used to do those yeah, Good Music Fridays where they would have like a new song every Friday and everybody was like, oh, it's going to be the song this week. Yeah. That was a fun time. Back in the day, we'll never return. Mm-hmm. Chance had a new song that came out too that's really good. Sure did. That I like. Um, I just need for him to go back on tour so we can go again. I know. Because that was, that's a good show. I mean. And Ari Lennox's album is really good too. Yeah. Have you listened to it? I have not, but oh, I heard about God, it. It's so good. It is so she can sing her tail good, off. and um, she's gonna be here. But all the tickets are on resale. I'm like, girl, I'm, I can't give you no hundred fifty seven dollars. No. You'll be able to get it for a better price, um, closer to you know who else is coming to town. If you guys are in the Charlotte area listening to us, uh, Common's new book came out right, and he's gonna mm-hmm. be in town in Charlotte. Have you read it yet? I have it in my bag. I haven't started it yet. Okay, but um, yeah, he's he's got a new um, a new book out. And the name of the book is Let Love Have the Last Word. And I saw him on The View talking about it. He had his daughter there. I think she just graduated from high school. And she talk, he talked about how, you know, she had to, like, sit him down and tell him, like, this is how I feel you've done wrong. 
to as it relates to me as your daughter. Okay. And he said that that was really eye opening for him. Um, I haven't read it yet, but in the book he details a repressed memory that he had of a molestation that happened when he was younger by um, an older male cousin. I think they were on a family trip or something like mm-hmm. that. And he talks about how you know he ended up having to go to therapy because he realized that he was the he was the cause of the demise of most of his relationships. relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize this is actually the second book that he's written. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm interested in reading the book and seeing him, you know, talk about it more in person because I really like Common. I feel like, you know, he is very intelligent. He's um, extremely talented. And I, and I just really feel like he presents himself as a really good role model for not only black men, but for us as a culture. So I'm excited about reading the book and, you know, I love me some comment. I saw him live one time somewhere in Charlotte and he was just, he was just so good. And just, and that smile girl. Yes. I was just getting ready to say that. I remember um, living in Winston and working in Greensboro and in radio and, um, Common had a show one night, and I don't know. I feel like it. He was at the station, and it was just a last-minute decision for all of us to just go to the show. And it was very intimate. What's the video that has Taraji in it? Testify. Testify. This is when that was out. Like it had just come I out. I love that album. When I tell you, he sat. It was a very, very small venue, and he sat on the stage and he did that album. When he did Testify, the whole place went up in such a way where I just got dizzy. It was so amazing. So, Common's energy is really nice. Um, and he has three books, right? I don't know, but I know he has written at least one before this. He could have three, but I know that this is not the first one. One Day It All Makes Sense is one. The one that you just mentioned is one. And I feel like there's another one. I know he has more than, than this one. And okay. I didn't even, I didn't know anything about the other ones. But I'm excited to, to get into it. I'm hoping that, you know, it's a quick read and um, because I have so many books that I need to read. Um, and so I'm like, I got to read this book because I got made my book list is so long. Yeah. So I'm just trying to, you know, get to it. I'm starting it this week. Um, so I'm excited. And it's just good to see men open up about what they struggle with yeah. and to do it, it so is. publicly. And for it to be Mental Health Awareness Month. And I think it's exactly, and I think it's healthy for it's healthy for the men, other men to hear it. Mm -hmm. It's also healthy for our women to hear it. Yeah, yeah, because we need. I think it's good when we hear it Mm -hmm. because I can only speak for myself. It's a lot of times where you could be in relationships with somebody, and and they act certain ways or they do certain things, and you attribute it to something that you're doing when it has nothing to do with you. It is all things that they're battling with internally. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see somebody say, no, this was me. Like, right. this has nothing to do with anything that whoever has done. Right. It, it was all, you know, stuff that I was struggling with. Because a lot of men don't want to admit that they're struggling with stuff. That's right. And it just leaves their partner or whomever they've been in a relationship with to think, like, well, was it me? Like, well, did I do something to trigger this or to make you feel a certain way when this is all your baggage mm-hmm. it's all your stuff right. that you need to be working out it's funny because I always 
talk we talk about like how many things are not going right but for as much as we say those things we also talk about what is going right Mm -hmm. and I generally feel very happy about what our community is doing everybody's not doing the work everybody doesn't have the resources to do the work they don't have the knowledge but I, I think like as time is going on like there are men who do have the resources who are hearing things like podcasts or you know watching the news or watching shows that resonate with them that are like that make them go oh I do need to go to therapy Mm -hmm. or oh I do need to talk about this or this does bother me and they are ultimately affecting their peer groups it Mm -hmm. might not be easy whether in group chats or in the barbershop and I, it all trickles down. And so they'll raise sons mm-hmm. who know better because once we know better, we do better. And I just, that I get a warm fuzzy every time I think about, like, however slow the progress might, might be, it is progress. Yeah. And that from a family standpoint, from a health standpoint, mentally, physically, and otherwise, our community is doing well. It is. Yeah, we're, we're doing we're better. We're taking... We're taking steps, mm-hmm. taking strides. They may be small strides, but we are definitely becoming healthier as a people. Mentally, yep. physically, emotionally, I mean, emotionally uh-huh. financially. Yes, all of it. Spiritually. I am so... We are listen, just and moving. on a broad spectrum, too. Yes, we're just moving. Yeah. We're, we're moving forward. Ever forward. And, you know, I, and I, I really feel this way, like... I feel like social media gets a bad rap, mm-hmm. but I feel like yep. the visual, the representation that we see, like, because you can curate what you see. You don't have to, you don't have to just follow the same old, same old. Like when you seek out these things, mm-hmm. they're like right there at the tip of your fingers now. Yeah. And so for, for the bad rap that social media gets, there has been some good that has come out of mm-hmm these types of things yeah so you can follow positive uh, pages you can follow a page that gives you an affirmation every morning you can follow excuse me you can follow you know people who talk about health and wealth it it, you're right you can curate what you see it's Mm -hmm. all in what you want Mm -hmm. so that's Um, good what else what else happened um well i'm gonna talk about my show (laughs) Which one? Quick blackish? Mention. Yes, blackish. But now we better have mixedish. The prequel about Rainbow's life. Before, oh, it's a prequel. Yes. So they're doing a prequel about Rainbow. Um, because if you watch the show, Rainbow Rainbow's mom was in <laughs> it was basically a cult when they were growing yes. up. And so the cult got raided and then they had to, you know, reaccumulate uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Reacclimate. Yes, reacclimate. Uh, <laughs> I can't get the word out. Reacclimate. Reacclimate. I don't know what I was trying to say. It's okay. But they, you know, had to reacclimate to normal society. Right. And they go to a school that I think was predominantly black. Okay. And it just shows how they had to adapt to their new environment as mixed children back in the 70s. Okay. Um, Tika Sumter is going to be their mom, which... Be Rainbow's mom? Uh-huh. Okay. Rain, Rainbow and her little brother and sister. Okay. Because I don't remember... Yes, I do. I do remember seeing her sister on, on Blackish. 
Um, the only the only complaint I have about it is her mom on Blackish is like looks like she's you know she's very fair skinned, right. fine haired herself. And so, not to be pejorative, but Tika Sumter. Yeah, I'm like, where y'all the get exact Tika from? opposite of that? <laughs> not that it couldn't be that way, right? But so why why did they? I don't know. I don't know why they chose Tika when they've already. It's kind of like the two. Um, aunts from the Fresh Prince. Like, where where did this come from? Okay. Yeah, like dark skin Aunt Viv. Yeah, and then light skin Aunt Viv. Where did this come from? But where they do that at. Um, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a good show. Um, and I like the fact that it is loosely based on the real Rainbow, which is the creator, um, of the show's wife, um, Kenya Barris. So. I mean, you know, I love all things blackish, so I'm excited to see. I was thrown what off. Happened. I was thrown off whenever I heard that they were coming out with mixed ish. Because I was like, what? Like, why are we going there? But, I mean, not why are we going there as in we can't have a show about mixed race people, but blackish. What's the other one? Grownish. Grownish. Now mixed ish. Like, the names just. I'm like, okay, that's enough. But if it's a prequel. It makes way more yeah, sense. Yeah, it's a prequel. And it's about Rainbow. And okay. it's about Rainbow. Both. Yes. Because everyone was like, well, why didn't they do one about, you know, with, with Andre and his parents? And I'm like, but... His parents on the show a lot more anyway. Yes, and they, and they go back to him as a child a lot more right. with Jennifer Lewis. I'm like, so there would be no reason to... Because he is the star of Blackish. Yeah. That is centered around... Andre, mm-hmm. so it would make no sense to do it again when you are you see a lot of his upbringing on Blackish, right? Um, but yeah, now they're doing mixedish. Now they don't need to do nothing else. Yeah, we done. But say. I think that it would be, I think that it would be, I think it's going to be a good show, right? Because regardless of how I didn't grow up there, I don't know, but there are a lot of people who have, yeah, and who did and they are sometimes feeling like they're kind of stuck between between two identities and so I I can see how that can be tough to navigate until you have true awareness of self because at the end of the day nobody can define who you are you will grow and realize what you relate to and who you identify with so you know I seen somebody on Twitter was like it goes back to that the whole light girls documentary and I I have thoughts but, um, you know, they were like, well, oh, what was you? You had to grow up mixed. And don't nobody want to hear that. And one of my favorite YouTubers, Messy Mouse, was like, how are you going to tell somebody what the experience was? Mm-hmm. You don't. You weren't there. You weren't there. Yeah. So how do you know what somebody's experience was? Right. You don't now, know. if somebody turns around and tries to tell you what your experience as oh, a black person a is, it's a problem. Thing. Yeah. Problem. So I was yeah. like, let people tell their own stories. Isn't that really it? Let, t- let, let people tell their own stories because this, I ain't okay, I ain't, I'm not telling you no lie. I took my niece to the pool. This was a couple years ago. She was younger. Mm-hmm. Maybe like four years ago. But me and my mama sitting on the edge of the pool. And I had already thought this, but I didn't say it. Mm-hmm. And then my mama said, all, all these kids is mixed. Mm-hmm. Everybody. So this is, this is not something that we just not going to be able to talk about. Right. Because it is, 
it is progressively becoming yes. more of a thing. Yes. So um, that's the same reason that say that um, you know eventually the world isn't. I mean, that how do I want to phrase this? Because I want to be nice, um, but like not that white people will be wiped out, but that like in the generations to come, if the world survives, that most people will be people of color. Yeah. So we need to, and, and we have to get to a place to where we're able to listen to other people's stories without interjecting how we feel about right. what may or may not have happened or how we perceive what their situation was because life for me ain't been no crystal stand. Okay. Okay. You better know poetry. Okay. Okay. So I'm just saying. But yeah, I'm excited to see it because you know I loved all the ishes. <laughs> Blackish, Ronish, mixed ish. I just love them all because they're well written and funny. Yeah. And I and I like it because it shows us in a more positive light. Family, you know, being um, you know, upstanding citizens of society. Right. You know, I that we're, we're not just boys in the hood. Right. Or, you know, which we black need, classics. We still need that though. Right. We definitely we still need that. Speaking of But which, we need it's it's good that we have all of this out here to see. Yes. You know, yeah. I was thinking about the, the stuff collective. that we used to have back in the day, like um what what good times. Like we don't we don't I, now we good don't times have was, good times. Was, it was is it is what it is and we and it was that the black time. family was together though. It, they were together, but that's not all we are. Right. We gotta see more. But we've had family matters. We don't have those anymore. Yeah, like we need. We need some more. Yeah, we need more of those. We had the family matters. We had the Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. We had the Martins. We had the Parenthood. Thea. We had Thea. We had all of Parenthood those. Parenthood was good. It was like we had all of these good shows. I watched all Bats. that. Not all, all that. What was the one? My brother and me. My brother and me good was good. Punch. Mm-hmm. Everybody said good. You showing your age, girl. <laughs> Like, we, we need these shows back. Um, movies, too. I watched Babs this morning, and I was thinking... I just kept saying out loud, this is a black classic. Oh, heck yeah. It had heck Heavy yeah. D in it. It had a little Cool J in it. Speaking of Babs, did you see my girl Hallie handle business on the red carpet? I didn't, but somebody was trying to tell me about it. What happened? So, she is in John Wick 3. Which yes. I went to see John Wick 2 and Lyft. You told me that it was oh garbage. That's why I didn't watch I it. I was just like, now the first one was good. That yeah. second one was was dragging. They say like, 3 is good, though. I'm like, you ready to go? So we left. Right. Um, but apparently there were only two black reporters on the John Wick premiere red carpet. And so, and you those know. Those things are filled with reporters. Filled with reporters. But the PR teams get to decide who, yes. who gets in, who gets access to the talent. So, you know, Hallie had came in and she was like giving interviews. And so as soon as the the two black um, reporters approached her to get an interview, the PR people were like, no, we don't have enough time. They have to go. Sorry. Oh, I know she time. wasn't having that. Right. Hallie went right back on over there and was like, no, y'all come on. Like she, and, Yeah, she and, knew, though. She hadn't talked to any black people yet. And she said, you know. And what one thing that, that really got me was when Hallie said, I mean, I was talking to everybody else. Why wouldn't I talk to y'all? Right. And she was like, I'm going to always, you know, be there for my brothers and sisters. I said, you, now, Hallie, you better. All the time. Say that. 
Listen, every time that Halle Berry goes to, like, receive an award, she, in general, she makes sure to say something about black people, which is something that I really love about her. Um, I don't know, like, she always embraces her black side ridiculously. I remember whenever she was uh, winning the award and she was crying. I mean, she was crying. It was an ugly cry if Halle Berry could cry ugly. And she was basically <laughs> saying, like, this is for Dorothy Dandridge, for Lena Horne, for Diane Carroll. And then she was like, this is for the women um, next to me, like Jada Pinkett. I think she named Angela Bassett and Vivica Fox. And she was like, the the faceless women of color, you know, who don't get recognition. Like, uh, yes, Halle Berry's super black yeah. in, through and through. Through and through. And that's, mm, I ain't gonna get into it, but... That's the thing that always kind of, and I'm not saying that this would happen or, you know, but just like with her and the, and the guy she was dating, the, the father of her daughter. Yeah. When he had gotten to those, you know, arguments yeah. and he called her a nigger basically. Right. And it's just like, see, it do not matter. Right. It, it and don't that's, matter. And that's just like, so what's going to happen when you get mad? That. See what I'm saying? Child, mm-hmm. I don't have to Listen. You want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> you want to see a dead body? Why is that always so relevant, girl? Call, call me a nigga. Right. Call me one. Especially uh, somebody white. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-mm. I was raised a certain way. Um, so do we want to touch a little bit on new news in the war on women? <laughs> I mean, you can talk about it. Go ahead. So, just, just throw it out there a little bit. Okay. Since, it's, since it's been hugely discussed and it is such a big deal because in a couple of years, we're going to be walking around saying, may the Lord open, okay, the fruit under his, <laughs> under eye, his eye because, geez, Louise. Um, I can't remember, and I wish I could find the post, but there was a post with a little diagram, and it says, you are here, or we are here, and then it had, like, 1984, like, George Orwell's 1984, and then it had um, that show, The Handmaid's, the Handmaid's Tale. Tale, and, like, two other books, and I was just like, I have not seen anything so appropriate in such a long time, like, this is exactly where we are, and... It's so funny because people will say like, oh, we will never get to a situation like The Handmaid's Tale, but this is how that happened. Yeah, it's it, just like in The Handmaid's Tale, it didn't happen overnight. Exactly. And um, majorly facilitated by a woman. Just like this. Just like was. this. I don't understand. Help me. So, um, War on Women, the abortion ban, I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Courtney and I have decided to just make it a full-on topic, but definitely didn't want the episode to go by without, you know, t- some touch points. Um, and I I think we've all come to the consensus that we agree that it's a, a full-on attempt to overturn Roe v. Wade. Yes. Um, yes. Which gave women the right to abort yes, if they want it. Safely. Yes, safely abort. Um, and the right to privacy um, if and when that should happen. Right. Um, and I just want to make one quick one quick point um, because I think that this deserves more in-depth conversation. Maybe two quick points. The first one is if you are if you are of the mind that you're in agreement with this because you're pro-life 
then that means that you need to be against the death penalty. That means that you need to be against war. Right. That means that you need to be against um, stripping kids away from their parents and locking them in cages at the border. Right. That means that you need to be heavily involved with the foster care system and those children that are being abused and neglected and, you know, left for dead. Um, you need to be out um, being an advocate for the homeless. You need to be out being an advocate for Black Lives Matter. You need to be out being an advocate for the LGBTQ community. All of this is pro-life, not just this one aspect. That's my first thing. Right. The second thing is for those of us who feel like we're just going to only focus on the Alabamas and the Georgias and the Ohio's. That was my point, too. That is, that is just a stepping point for the plight of these right-wing politicians. Because the reason why this ban is so far left and so excessive, basically saying that even if you go out of state, you're going to be punished. That's saying that you are property of the state state of Alabama. That that makes no sense. But it's so outlandish because they know that this is going to wind up in court. And that is what they want for right. this to be litigated in court up until it gets to the Supreme Court, which now, since everybody says, you know, you know, act like we don't have consequences to elections, we have a conservative court, Supreme Court. And this is their main goal is to overturn Roe v. Wade. So then guess what? That federal law not only applies to those states that have enacted those crazy ass policies, but to all of us. All of us. Exactly. So those are my two points. And I'm just like... <laughs> Okay, here we go. Under his eye. It's just crazy that a doctor could face 99 years in prison for giving someone a safe abortion. When when we know history has told us that if someone does not want to have a baby, they will do it by any means necessary. Back in the day, they used to abort by clothes hanger. And it didn't always work. So then, you know, babies would come out deformed or something would be wrong with them. Or that's a detriment to the actual woman and her body and her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so women's rights, human rights, civil rights, and every it, this is this should be everybody's concern. Yes, everybody, because it is, I think the impact will be felt more with those who are not white and wealthy, because they're still going to get their abortions, okay? When these, you know, young, you know, white girls of affluent families go out and get pregnant, you know, as teenagers, and God forbid, by some black black boy, mm-hmm. they're going to have an abortion. When these wealthy politicians, you know, um, mistresses wind up pregnant, they're going to get their abortions. So it's definitely going to affect those of us that are not white and wealthy right. and who don't already have, um, you know, that support system to raise a child in a healthy home. Right. That's who it's going to affect. And then when you have these children that you can't provide for, the government is going to tell you to just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Exactly. Because they're not going to give you When you're not even wearing you. shoes. You know, they're going to tell you to have these kids, but you're going to send the kids to schools where they don't have books, they don't have teachers that are being paid well, and they run the risk of getting shot up. Right. Again. Like, what, 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 pro, what life are you being so pro for? Right. The one that isn't here yet. Like, it makes no sense. This right. is This is what you're wanting people to bring them into. Not only do you want to limit access or even the right to have an abortion, you want to limit access to birth control. Right. 
I mean, so what do you expect people to do? Are you going to start requiring men to get a vasectomy? Because that can be reversed. Are you going to make some type of mandate to where if you get somebody pregnant, you have to be there because the woman can't make a choice if she wants to take care of the baby. Right. The man can decide, oh, I, ain't, I just don't feel like this. I'm out. Right. I mean, what's going to happen? Not to sound pejorative, but uh, we're going to be in the handmaid's tale. Child. Thanks, got- thanks to the government. I ain't got no time for y'all's y'all's crazy ass president or y'all's crazy ass government. I mean, no no exception for rape or incest or anything like that. That's ridiculous. But I digress. Again, we're, we'll definitely make it a topic of discussion. We know that this um, topic is going to progress. There is new news coming about every hour or so on people's opinions, what's going on in the courts, uh, the president. Uh, y'all's not mine. So. Right, because he ain't going to never be my president. Never. We just had uh, Barack Obama for two... I was about to say two years. No, <laughs> girl, we had him longer than that. And then whoever comes next, as long as they're not as bad as this one. Right. Anyway, anything else? No, girl, I think that's pretty much it. We, we talked about a lot of good things. We did, we did. I, um... As you guys know, I did go on the Miley Till retreat. I wanted to share some of that with you guys. I learned a lot. Um, Sarah Jakes Roberts did like a sunrise service with us. It was beautiful, amazing. Um, the word was good. And Yvonne Orgy from Insecure was there the whole weekend. Her personality is fire. You hear me? Like you ever met somebody and you just like, I. we don't have to be friends, but I'm glad that I met you. That's where I am with her. Um, want to share some of those things with you. And then I definitely want to talk about some of the relationships that I started building. Um, shout out to Courtney from the Millennial Dreamers podcast. She was a gem to me that week, as well as Olivia Dope, which, sidebar. Uh, first of all, I think women who are DJs are so amazing. I, I love to see it, which is why Fannie Mae is one of my favorites. Met... Olivia Dope out of New York on this retreat. Um, she did the parties, but she was also a participant. And um, she ironically looks like, so she used to have a different name. She told me the story. It was a really cute story. Uh, and I won't share the, all of the details. But if you look at her, she actually looks, favors Olivia Pope. Does she? Yes. It's so <laughs> crazy. And so I thought that was so cute that she added Dope to the end of her name. Because she is very much that. Um, and so, by the time this episode comes out, I will start dropping um, some segments on our uh, IGTV so that you guys can hear about what transpired at the retreat in depth. And for those of you who are just curious or, you know, wondering, like, go ahead, sign up for it. This is my plug for my league because I had such an amazing time. Go ahead and sign up for that newsletter so that when the next one comes out, you can apply. Because, I've seen her saying that she might not do it again next year. Yeah, yeah, she did say that. Um, but whenever she decides to do it again, because it's got to be a lot of work that goes into that, right? Yeah. Um, so, but whenever she decides to do it again, it's definitely worth going. And it doesn't matter um, whether you're like a quotation marks in the air influencer, podcaster, um, you could be a nurse. Well, you are a nurse. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, it could be any profession. Um, it's still worth signing up and, and applying and going. So I can't wait to share those things with you on our actual IGTV. Um, 
Moving on? All right. What inspired you or made you laugh this week, B? Um, I had some inspiration this week that I wanted to talk about. I actually watched this last week. I think it was last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love 60 Minutes, and I watched 60 Minutes, and it was a highlight on a gentleman named Mark Bradford. He is um, a black man living in South Central L.A. He's mm-hmm. from L.A., and he's an artist. And the 60 Minutes featured um, Mr. Bradford because he is a gay man, and he he's 57. So he grew up in a time where, you know, he was picked on and, you know, bullied somewhat. And um, his mom was actually a hairstylist. And so um, he eventually, you know, started like shampooing and doing those types of things. And the salon eventually became his refuge. So he graduated and he has continued to do hair in this same shop. Um, But around the time when he was in his late 20s, that's when the AIDS epidemic became rampant and he started losing a lot of friends and just wanted to find a way to express himself. And he was very interested in art. So he ended up going back to art school and um, got his degree, I think, from the California Art Institute or something like that. And he has become this world-renowned artist. And the cool thing about him is that he gets all of his supplies from Home Depot. Anything Shut your he mouth. says if it can't be found at Home Depot, he can't use it. And he uses his work to promote societal messages. One of his um, like most acclaimed, critically acclaimed pieces of art it is a map of South Central LA and there are certain points on this artwork that shows the um, areas in that community that were ravaged by the riots. Yes. Um, but if without him really telling you what it is, you would never know that that's what these points are on this um, piece of art. He also has a mural of um, Diamond Reynolds, Philando Castile's girlfriend, yes. of that conversation that she was having on live in this mural that he's made and he just said that it really stuck out to him because it was like she was having all of these conversations but was still able to remain calm and it's just a testament to what we have to endure on a daily basis because she was not only talking to us on Facebook she was having a conversation with her daughter in the back she was having a conversation with Philando she was talking to the officer and she was still able to remain calm throughout all of that Mm -hmm. and because his work has resonated with with people so much. He is among like the like highest paid artist like that is still living like at this time. And I don't know if you remember, but it was a couple of um, months ago, maybe even a, a year or so ago, where Jay Z and Beyonce was spotted out at a gallery um, event, and that was it was his event. So okay. I mean, they're avid collectors of his work. Yeah, and um, it was just a really good a really good story like his pieces are going from like 2.5 to 5 million dollars and I think just seeing from Home Depot yeah and everything is from Home Depot and just from seeing his story it was just a real a real inspiration to me because it just really lets you know that no matter when you start if you start and you stick to what you want to do and you believe in yourself and your talent you can do anything you want to do that's true that's and it was just true. a it was just a good a 
a good story and the fact that he uses his money, um, part of his um, proceeds to um, programs in the community for children. Yeah. He still works at that salon. He still has his same clients. He ain't never left South Central. And he was like, I ain't never leaving. He was like, this is this is what made me. This is where I draw my inspiration from. This is my community that helped me get to where I am. And this is where I'm going to be yeah. giving and sharing my talents to these people in, in my community. And I just felt like it was a good 60 minutes interview because I would have never known that he even existed. That's I mean, he has, awesome. He has an exhibit um, at the Modern Museum of Art in New York. Like, I mean, he's a big deal. But he's not leaving. Not leaving. And just as cool and just like around the way as you would expect anybody to be. Just, I mean, amazing human being. As and it, it was should just, be. It was a good story. And I mean, if you have time, look it up. His name is Mark Bradford. Um, he was on 60 Minutes last week. It was just good. So that gave me some inspiration. What Mark Bradford. I'm definitely going to check him out. Um, so I don't know if you saw this, but I know like you, you be tweeting. You know what? That's why you see what was going on with DJ Callista. Cause I'm on Twitter. Cause Instagram be doing too much. Twitter be popping. Right. And I feel like I already know what you're going to say. Do you? Uh, because I was watching in real time. Cause I follow her. No. So <laughs> we not saying the same thing, okay. but I know what you're talking about. Um, Maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. We might not be going here. No, we're that. not. So I'm talking about um the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, well, that's why I was like, oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. So she tweets out, what would your real nigga dissertation topic be? Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is what I was talking about earlier. When I tell you black people are so quick, they're so quick, they're so creative, I love it being black is hard okay okay you preach it, to the quiet it comes with so many frustrations Sheesh. you get overlooked you get overworked you're underappreciated people underpaid. try underpaid people try to gaslight you all the time it's not just in relationships it's at work it's in the grocery store people try to make you feel like you're crazy when you know you're being discriminated against mm-hmm. um just so many things being black and operating in a world where you're still expected to be and we should still be excellent and not bitter is so difficult because it's a constant job we have to worry about i know i'm going off on a tangent but it matters um because we have to worry about things that people who just are not black don't have to worry about Mm -hmm. and i wish that people who aren't black would get that however i love being black for reasons like this so she tweeted out i'm gonna repeat it what would your real nigga dissertation topic be and people were on it immediately so a couple of them Mm -hmm. are as follows and if you're black nine times out of ten nine times out of nine ten times out of ten you understand exactly what these mean in the context which would follow if these were dissertation topics Mm -hmm. one Oh, oh, oh God, my mama and everything I love, an in-depth look into the meaning of sincerity and unbroken promises. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I do have McDonald's money, a discourse into financial self-care, even if the bill money isn't enough. That one took <laughs> me out. That one took me out. Um, where y'all at? Discourse on timeliness and transportation efficiencies within the black communities cultural experiences they up under the sink 
an examination of that. <laughs> this one touched me because we just did this on the show as a topic. An examination of plastic bag recycling in the black community. That's my play cousin. Kinship ties <laughs> and blood bonds within the African-American family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Based on my prior study, nah, she just like a sister to me. Unrecognized polygamous relationship bonds. <laughs> And so forth and so on. Um, after everything I did for you, mapping how parental guilt shapes black parent-child relationships. And so people were just all over Twitter with these. I would love, and maybe we'll get a chance to post them instead, but I would just love to go through the whole feed again just to see what I missed. But I just want to let you know and the people know that that brought me sheer Joy, you running up my light bill, examining utility management and teaching children fiscal responsibility. Like, black people are lit and funny and creative and intelligent. We are brilliant and I love us for real. Posted after that to my Twitter, it was just like, man, I was like, you can't tell me that black people aren't the most brilliant, creative, beautiful human being. Yes being sorry like sorry not sorry we are yeah and she she's actually a spiritual healer mm-hmm. i've been following her for a while um and so i was crying it's just so many like it's just so it's just so many and then i started seeing like when she was retweeting that like people were like reaching out to her to like make this a real thing right i was just like go girl like this is good all this you is need good stuff Duh. It goes back to the to the concept that all you need is one good idea mm-hmm. to pop. My homeboy said, "What's up? Courting and networks among black men." <laughs> <laughs> My homeboy said, "What's up?" Like yep. those are these are real things. When yep. the street lights come on, a yep. look at parental fears in urban environments after dark. These are brilliant. Close my door, you let in my air out. An in-depth look into home sustainability and energy practices in the black community. Like, I just... Did you not do one? I didn't. I, I did. Cause I, so, I caught the I caught the thread late. It's still going. Is it? It's still going. I, and I may. I may jump on board. It is still going. Like, girl, get on there. And do you, you a real, know I had a some real nigga dissertation? You know I had somebody. Okay. Bills, bills, bills. Can you pay my bills? A cultural response to the gentrification of historically black neighborhoods and why the rent is still too damn high. Can I give you mine? Yes. So my real nigga, t- real nigga dissertation would be, when we get in this store, don't ask for shit. An examination of black mother's spending protocols in response to predatory capitalism. Because <laughs> that was what my mama told me. Okay. We get in here, don't ask for shit. The answer is no. I already think Don't I even know. go to the toy aisle. Don't even go over there. We going right here and we getting out. Don't ask me for nothing. Yo. Okay. My, <laughs> my goal for next week is to have at least two dissertations for y'all. Yes. Give us two. Okay. So... Um, but thank you for letting me share those with y'all because it took me out and I couldn't stop reading them and it was great and it was black and it was excellent and I love y'all. I just, I'm, I, for real, it's always the small things like black people overwhelm me in the best way. I love y'all so much. I mean, I'm black, so I know what you have to go through on a regular basis and there are things that we don't even have to think, well, we don't think about while they're happening because we're so used to having to operate a certain way. But when I sit and think about it, I just... I appreciate y'all. I love you. 
I know the struggle is real, but you're doing great. And the words of Monique, I, I love, love us for real. real. <laughs> <laughs> What's your good word for the good people this week? Um, You know I had to get churchy on y'all. Okay, go ahead. Um, And it is kind of in response to what my inspiration was and something that was said to me a long time ago. So I have several pastors in my family. But one um, pastor in my family, his name is um, Bishop Eddie Johnson. He's my cousin. And he said this to me a few years ago. And I just wasn't really quite ready to accept it just because of fear and just all kind of stuff. And I feel like now as I've gotten a little bit older, I'm kind of like stepping into it and, and trying to not fight certain things that are gifts or things that I'm good at. And um, he told me to remember the scripture and, I, and it's always stuck with me. And, and when I get um, scared or, you know, feel like I want to stop what I'm doing or get um, kind of worried about trying new things, I always revert back to the scripture and it's Proverbs 18, 16. Mm -hmm. And the scripture is, um, or it reads, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before a great man. Yep. And when I watched the 60 Minutes on Mark Bradford, it just brought me back to that because he is using his just God-given gift to make room for him. You know, sometimes we feel like we have to, you know, you got to have this degree. You have to, you know, be this way. You have to look like this. You have to talk like this. When really, any everything and anything in you that you need to succeed is already in you. It's already in you. You just have to, to allow it to come out and to nurture it. And so that's my good word for y'all. Just, it's already in you. Whatever you, whatever you want, whatever you need to succeed and to live out your dreams, it is already within you. And your gifts and your talents and abilities will make, make room, room for, you for you if you let it. Amen. Your, Courtney, hmm? your gifts will make room for you. Thank you. No problem. Yours too. Thank you. There, girl, just move, move out the way. Move. <laughs> move. Move, move to the side. Get, get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. We love music on this show. Woo, it's so wait. ridiculous sometimes. Hey, God, God knew what he was doing when he made us. Okay. Like, he made no mistakes. You know what? I came to that revelation, like, not too long ago. Like, he knew exactly what he was doing whenever I was created. And let me tell you, I have been not necessarily in every area of life because I really need to get it together. But, like, just flourishing in my own personality and, and being yeah. able to enjoy being myself even with other people, because you know, I'm actually naturally an introvert. I, can, I enjoy my own company. I need my own company Are you to reach. <laughs> Sometimes. Like I was, what did you say? Depends, depends on, what on day. the day. That's what somebody called me or, or asked me. Are you a misanthrope? I was like, depends on the day. That's right. Um, but just re coming to that realization and then being able to enjoy myself in the companies of company of others. Instead of my focus always being on what I can do for those people, just just existing in the space, like that feels really good, and I'm I'm working on it. Go girl. Um, but my good word for the good people is just to remember that um, it's all in the way a thing is framed. Mm -hmm. And so, I I have like several examples, but I'll just use the one. Sometimes you will hear something. And whether it's something that someone said about you or somebody's intentions towards you out of the mouth of someone who isn't necessarily uh, the horse, if you will, in this instance. And I just, I've had to even do this with myself. Like, remember, it's all in how a thing is framed. I have to frame things a certain 
we have to frame things in certain ways, like when we're talking mm-hmm. to people so that they understand it the way we mean it. And when you hear something, just understand that whoever is telling the story gets to dictate how a thing is framed. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, consider the context. Consider the source. That's what consider the source. That's right. And remember that there may be other details that you don't know about. So, I, I say that because I know a lot of times we operate immediately off of what we believe the whole story is and it's almost never the entire picture. No, because people ain't going to say anything that makes them look bad. Exactly, sure. exactly. So consider the source and remember it's all in how a thing is framed, both when you're framing, doing the framing, and when someone is framing a story uh, for you. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things to say is to zoom out um, because when you're up on the picture, you don't see the entire mosaic. I, I, I repeat that all the time and so... Um, I just really want people to drive that home like for that to resonate with people it's all in how a thing is framed anything you don't want the people to forget this week yes I I have two quick things Okay. the first thing I want everybody to do or to remember um, is that Juneteenth is coming up yes it's my favorite holiday oh my god I know I just scared you but it's my favorite holiday it's Juneteenth, let me, I want to hear some dramas, I want some storytelling, I want a cake, I want a new shirt, Juneteenth is my favorite holiday, So for the culture, listen, give uh, it up for I, my people, I need y'all to get as hype as she is, Woo! so find you some events, plan some events, have a cookout, ain't that it, be black, play space, dominoes, all the things, all the things, Woo! drink uh, gin and juice, uh, all the things, right around, watch the, baps, know, in your hydraulics and your low riders. Okay. All the black shit. Okay. Just all of black it. as hell because Juneteenth is steadily approaching. So that's the that's the first thing. And y'all post. Everybody post. listening, post and post. at us on Juneteenth. If you throw an event or you're at an event, at us. If you just post for Juneteenth, like just in general, like a happy Juneteenth message, post that and at the Culture Shop Podcast. That's my favorite holiday, y'all. So we got to turn up for that. That's my first thing. The second Ooh. thing is... Um, this month, I think it's May 31st, I think, but a very, very, very important, um, show is coming to Netflix that everybody needs to watch and it is called When They See Us. It is the story, um, of the Central Park Five, the Mm -hmm. true story, um, through the eyes of the ever so brilliant Ava DuVernay. I love her. Everybody needs to watch this if you don't know anything about the Central Park Five. In the words of our dear Fredro Star, do, do your Googles, Googles. Um, and get get you know some information about what really happened, what y'all's bitch ass president done, and has, has yet to apologize before for, he was the president. Before he was the president, and the havoc and turmoil that it being falsely accused had on these young. Um, black boys lives um, but it's coming May 31st and all y'all need to watch it listen Netflix been bringing the, the heat okay fire. Netflix been bringing the fire, fire. Um, and so y'all need to check that out those are the only two things right now that I can think of that I would like for everybody to, to keep in mind and to plan for I have had that on my calendar for at least four months I'm so ready I'm coming home early stay ready. So, so, so ready. I don't have to get ready 
Um, I think by the time you guys hear from us again, Memorial Day will have passed. So happy Memorial Day to yes. everyone celebrating. Um, well, not necessarily, remembering. yeah, remembering those um, loved ones who have served. Can what? I, can I say something about that? Yeah, you can. I need y'all to know the difference between Memorial Day and, and Labor, Labor Day. Day. Um, because I know that Labor Day is fun. I mean, not Labor Day. Memorial Day is fun. Y'all go to bite week. But right. when you really think about what Memorial Day is for, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's kind of not that fun and cheaper. <laughs> so right. think about those who um, pay the ultimate sacrifice for us to have freedom. I think that us as a, you know, we as a culture, we get a bad rap, you know, with, with us, you know, kneeling in protest to police brutality and mm-hmm. not anything to do with armed services or being anti, you know, service member when so, so, so many of us have paid that ultimate sacrifice for not just our freedoms, but for everybody's black, white, red or green. Even when they didn't want black serving in the military or at least not long alongside them. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who actually did two tours in Iraq. And one thing that he always um, says is, you know, on Memorial Day, he always says all gave some, but some gave all. And we really need to, to remember that and, you know, pay our respects to those who have ascended and, the fight for what freedoms we do have because <laughs> we ain't free but the freedoms that we do have because we are able to do a lot more than people in other countries can do and it is it's built on the backs of our ancestors and those um who've gone and, and given their lives through service absolutely in service and thank you for clarifying that for the people um I think it used to be like dedication day that they used to call Memorial Day dedication day because you would just go, you know, put a new wreath on the um, cemetery. Yeah. It's like a day of remembrance. You raise the flag really fast and then you slowly lower it to half mass. And then I think there's a point of the day where you raise it all the way back up. But those were the original traditions. They date back to like the mid to late 1800s like civil war is um time is when it actually started and so and i and i think that we need to keep that in mind because it is memorial day and we got a day off and it's kind of like the the um kickoff to the summer yes as far as like you know cooking out and hanging out but just keep in mind why we even have the holiday because i i can't imagine (laughs) listen I ain't even fooling with y'all. I ain't doing it. I don't want to do it. Right. Um, but there are some people who just, without question, made that sacrifice or sacrificed themselves to save their, you know, battle buddies or other people that were in the field with them. Um, you know, and, and I ain't even going to get into it, but for weapons of mass destruction, that wasn't even there. Because, girl. <laughs> that wasn't even, even there. there. So think about that on Memorial Day. You know, that is a huge, huge sacrifice and a huge loss to families and communities for people that they didn't even know. And I don't want to get on my soapbox, but just keep that in mind when we, you know, toasting and, and drinking and, you know, twerking to Megan Thee Stallion right. on Memorial Day. As keep that in mind. <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> um, 
Y'all, thanks for bearing with us. We missed y'all. We, we missed did. you. It was so good. I be missing y'all or whatever. Courtney be missing oh, y'all. Whatever. <laughs> um, you know, you can find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, including iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, what do I always leave out? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcast. Anywhere you can get it. Okay, you can find us talking that cash shit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Until then, it's been 90 degrees plus in May. Y'all, please stay hydrated and don't uh, put some lotion on. You know, we don't want you to be ashy. And and ladies, the underboob sweat is real. It's back in full effect. You might have to tuck a nap. Okay, tuck a nap. (laughs) And don't use no Johnson & Johnson's, though. Don't put that nowhere on your no, body. No, ma'am. But keep your, little, keep your little napkin, a little rag, and hit under them boobs. Because those of us who are blessed with real tiggles, the underboob sweat. It's real. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. <laughs> we out. We out. <laughs>